Thimble Winter Part 4 Mount Cryon It is your turn, Yevon. The rest of the participants had entered the cave. Aside from the ritual master, Yevon stood alone atop Mount Cryon's peak. The fog covered everything except the entrance of the cave. Yevon, it is your turn to discover the past. Are you ready to enter Cryon's mind? Yes, said Yevon. The ritual master began to cake Yevon's face with a blue mud. When mixed, the mud was soft yet layered and exposed in the cold. It hardened into a mask. Yevon could feel the mud crack as he blinked his eyes open. The master then turned and picked up another mixture. Yevon followed the other's examples and began to undress. In an instant, the cold took hold of him. Calmly, but with haste, the master handed him the bowl, its contents swirling with a foggy light pink. Yevon consumed it without a thought. It burned down his throat, causing him to choke. He felt his blood heat up, his heart flaring like a furnace. The change in temperature was drastic. His vision faded in and out. With haste, Yevon, go. May I see you anew on the other side. Yevon centered his mind, and then commenced the ritual. It was dark, save for a few holes of light piercing through the aged cavern. Yevon had no trouble seeing, though. Like he had learned in his tribe's circle, this potion that they drank inversed light, so that dark became light, and light in turn became dark. The cave's mind became clear, but the many paths it held did not. He pressed on until he reached a fork in the road. Three winding tunnels were before him. His heart raced with impatience and fear. He calmed the beat within as best he could. He knew a wrong turn could be his last and a heavy heart only would weigh him down. To the right, a groan of dismay echoed throughout the hollowed skull. To the left, a warm wind like the release of a deep sigh. And in the middle, silence. He haven't figured the wind had more to say about the past than the other two, which was the purpose of this, to learn about the past. So he continued, committed to his choice. Decisions can't be made without commitment. Those who did not learn this lesson would be the first to fall, or so he was taught. His journey went on like this. For how long he paid no mind, it was a path he must finish. An instinct led him down the bony halls. A left here, a right there, always listening for a sign an echo of the past. Eventually, the silhouette of a person sat to the side of Yevon's way. Sobs came in gasps as the fellow trial-goer held his head to his knees. The heat from the potion could take one's mind. Not everyone could stay balanced and focused in a place where time stops and help is unheard. Yevon himself had been keeping panic at bay, docking his mind and weathering the storm. It seemed his friend was not weathering that storm very well. Tears grow nothing, especially here where the walls and floor of bone. Do not listen to your mind. Not yet. 
It does not know best, Yevon said, trying to comfort his friend. His neighbor continued to weep, only pressing his hands down further with every word. Waiting wasn't a choice for Yevon. He suspected if he took a break with his friend, he may never leave. The poison would win. May you find your way. Yevon pressed forward, feeling the smooth walls as he passed. There were no cracks or marks, just paths formed over time to lead those who wander astray. For some distance, the hall led one way, beginning to slope slightly downward. Yevon, in his feverish state, took this as a good sign. At the end of the tunnel, an arch appeared, leading into a large dome-shaped room. The room must have been quite dark, since it shone with white brilliance to Yevon, due to the drink that he had before this. The room must have been quite dark, since it shone with a white brilliance to Yevon, due to the potion he had taken before the ritual began. Floating in the center of the room was an ether, a mass of air that moved like liquid and random, hypnotizing movements. Voices could be heard coming from it. They sounded old and worn out from years of being on repeat. It was as if this message were starting to fade like the past it came from. Yevon, wide-eyed and naked, crept to the ether. The closer he got, the more it filled his vision. The more it filled his vision, the more he began to see the past and know. He looked down on the world below him. Fire raged in one of the little brethren's larger cities. Both murderous anger and pleaful pain could be heard even to his ears. For some time, the giant Cryon had watched the ones below slowly turn on each other. He did not know why, but assumed some poison of thought had taken hold of them. The forest were being burned for their battles, their children slaughtered for some cause. All Cryon saw was the quick destruction of the home he shared with them. In the sky, he saw the stars fade as they were no longer believed in. It would end his kind, he knew. They would become nothing but mountains. For now, he tired of the squabble. He bent over to the city on fire, the people on the streets unaware of a giant looming behind the waves of smoke. He took a deep breath in and blew a gust, a wind like that of which the world would continue to feel, and blew out the flame. Yevon opened his eyes, blurry at first, noticing he was on his knees. The ether had disappeared, leaving only his life and memories in the room. Weakness overcame his body as he attempted to stand. That moment he had experienced had not been his own. His identity floated between the past and the present. His mind was another's. He found true empathy, an experience shared by two. He had seen a younger world than his own, one that hadn't fallen asleep yet. Yevon was immobile, stuck to the floor. He saw with new eyes and knew the past. It had not always been like this. His mind wandered to even the smallest of details. A bird fluttering from a tree, a sky that pierced above this world. More fire than he had ever seen in his life. With his eyes on the past, he did not see what crept from the shadows of the dome in front of him. Their bodies crawled along the bone-white floors with a familiar stalk. The number of legs varied from creature to creature, however they crawled all the same. 
Their eyes, normally black as a dead man's dream, glistened with a white glaze. A circle of them formed around Yevon, chanting ancient sounds from their throat. Commensalism was the nature of the relationship between the creatures and the ether. The creatures used the ether like a web. Yevon, still on his knees, held a look as glazed as the creatures. The world rests. He heard Cryon's voice, soft but clear. She is not dead. She is just lying her head down. He shook his head, waking from his trance. The creatures were now close around him, their mouths open, saliva dripping down in pools. He bounced to his feet and ran. He thought for too long. As he rushed for the opposite hall from which he came, he felt the hairy legs of the creatures trying to grab him and trip him. He stumbled, nearly falling. The path was a straight one. The heat started to rise and withered the panic. The creature's guttural calls echoed through Yevon's ears in a slow manner, like dripping sweat down a fever child's head. A blinding darkness lay in a small room ahead. He ran, ignoring the sharp pain, the tips of their legs and the stench of their breath running down his neck. He ran until he fell and tripped into a room at the end of his road. He turned to face the end, but it did not come. Instead, the creatures halted at the darkness coming from the end of the tunnel and toppled over each other the way they came. As he sat there for some time, he looked at his surroundings. The room was different from the dome one. Green grew on the top and all around the walls. Small insects, beings Yevon had never seen, traveled in between the wet moss. The smell of a moss, dirt, and grass filled the air. A smell that calmed him. His chest filled in, then out, soaking in the environment, renewing his life. In the center of the room stood a basin of water with mushrooms, shrubs, and moss growing around it. The water was filled gradually, drop by drop, from the moss above. Years of nature distilling life into liquid. He approached the basin and drank. His body cooled to the temperature of the room. His leg and chest emerged sore. But his head felt clear and clean. His surroundings became almost too dark to see if not for the light coming out of the end of the tunnel. He heard the wind and followed it outside. On the other side of Mount Cryon, once a giant, less than half of the ritual goers made it through. Some were dressed, talking quietly. Others were naked and still, looking over the clouds and thought. Yevon wondered if they had all seen the same thing the message the ether had had. The ritual master came to him with some gentle smile and folded clothes. He gave a knowing nod at the tunnel behind him. Not all find their way out, he said. But Yevon stared past them all, a bitter wind piercing his body. He felt the lifeless cold and understood it.